Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As you're talking about the bridge and seaport, even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the carnia side. I just walked from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre game. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show episode 251. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. The Padres, they did what many thought was impossible. They knocked off the Dodgers at Petco Park. What an amazing night that was. It is 1.38 in the morning, and I am not tired yet. I'm here to discuss this victory with all of you guys here live that are on YouTube here in this chat. I appreciate that if you're still in here at you know 1.40 in the morning. Uh, Will Myers, he is partying in San Diego with Padres fans. I just posted that video on Twitter. He is buying beers for Padres fans in San Diego bars in downtown San Diego. So he's living it up. Uh, Padres players are living it up in the clubhouse and all that. I mean, what an amazing night. We'll talk about all this, everything that's happened. The game tonight, the atmosphere, the feeling of beating the Dodgers and all the naysayers and all that. All of those people that doubted the Padres, thanks for doubting us. That's all I'll say. Thanks for doubting us. Um, what a night. Padres win 5-3. to three. They knock off the Dodgers in four games, three games to one. They lose game one, but they win the next three games of the series. Freddie Freeman, before the series started, said that the Padres are hot, but we've been hot for seven months. Well, guess what? They were hot for about seven innings in this entire series. That was it. 
This Padres pitching staff, the worst pitching staff in baseball, postseason pitching staff entering the postseason, according to MLB.com, they just beat two 100-plus win teams to get to the NLCS. And now they're going to face the Phillies on Tuesday night in San Diego, hosting the NLCS, first time in my lifetime, first time since 1998, that they will be playing in the NLCS, that they will be fighting for a spot in the World Series. It, it's, it's sometimes, well, right now, it's just mind-boggling that I'm saying that, you know? I just went on with John and Jim on their wrap-up show and uh, gave some more of my thoughts uh, on this night. And just the atmosphere, I think that's where I want to start. I started kind of with that, I believe, uh, the last episode, episode 250. I was going to say last night, but it's 1.41 in the morning. I don't even know when I did that episode, if I'm being honest. Time is just blurry right now. But um, the atmosphere is tremendous. I mean, having 20-plus people in line in front of me in the season ticket, ticket member gate, you know, three and a half hours before first pitch, um, it was pouring, and those fans still stayed in the line, um, to getting in the ballpark and seeing so many people uh, on the concourse, the beat LA chance an hour before the game started, and then the game was delayed. And people were in their seats, um, you know, beat LA chance continuously throughout the night. They just continued to bring it. Yeah, it was not as loud probably as the night before, at least consistently throughout the game. But boy, did Padres fans make up for that inside Petco Park tonight or last night, technically, I guess, uh, in that seventh inning when they were down three to nothing to start the inning and the Padres come back, score five runs. And they beat the Dodgers, and the bullpen closes it down after that. I mean, yeah, I, I'll admit, you know, when Stephen Wilson gave up that run and it was 3 nothing Dodgers, it was like, man, they're really going to have to go to a game five here, you know, at Dodger Stadium, and they're not going to be able to end it at Petco. And, uh, you know, I always have faith in this team, but it just wasn't looking good. You know, Tyler Anderson was in the game and he was dominating the Padres. You know, they just weren't having success off of him. Um, was it the fifth inning or the sixth inning? Whatever it was, you know, first and second, Will struck out. And, you know, it was like the bubble bursted, it felt like, inside Petco. You know, people were on their feet and then it was all, you know, disappointment. And it just felt like, okay, you know, maybe the, this just isn't the Padres' night. The Dodgers are a good team after all. They did win 111 games. But these guys, they kept fighting back. I think Dave Roberts really helped the Padres uh, in this spot where he had a reliever on the mound and Crony was up. This was after the game was already tied. Well, obviously, I'll go through how it got to getting tied. But, I mean, I think I got to talk about first because that's just the immediate thought that comes to mind was Crony's play. I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. Um, just the spot that it was in, making it 5-3, the go-ahead two runs, the game-winning runs, my favorite player on the Padres coming through like that at Petco. Uh, just what a moment. But in that at-bat, if I, I want to make sure I got this right. In that at-bat, Almonte was pitching. And then it was a 1-0 count, and Dave Roberts comes out, 
I was like, all right, it's just a mound visit. Kind of weird to have a mound visit there in a 1-0 count, but okay. I was not expecting him to bring in a new pitcher, bring in Alex Vessier out of the bullpen in the middle of a at-bat with, well, was it the bases loaded at that time? I forget what the situation was, but obviously runners on second and third at least. I think the bases were loaded. Brings in Vessier in the middle of the at-bat, 1-0 count, and Crony, he battles, makes you know, a really, really good at-bat. I think he fouled off a couple pitches, ever, if I remember correctly. I don't remember a ton from, you know, like this game. It was kind of just blacking out after some of these moments that happened. It was just a lot of clapping. I mean, my hands, holy cow. Um, there was this one fan sitting in front of me uh, that was drunk, but, I mean, had the hardest high fives ever. I feel like I fractured my hand when he was high-fiving me when the Padres were scoring there in that seventh inning. Um, but just getting back to Crony, I mean, I, I just thought that was weird to bring in Veste in the middle of the at-bat. But it worked out for the Padres. Dave Roberts, you always have a chance when Dave Roberts is the opposing manager in the postseason. He always wants to put his little touch on things, and it worked for us, didn't work for him, right? Uh, so I was happy. They should make Dave Roberts the lifetime Dodgers manager. Because he'll help the Padres. If they play in the postseason again, he'll help the Padres. And he helped the Padres in this series, definitely. Uh, just what a night. I mean, Joe Musgrove, I want to start with him. It was great to be able to meet his family before the game. Finally got to meet them in person. Diane, his mom. What a sweet lady she is, really. I mean, talk about just, I don't know embodying what it means to be a Padres fan. And uh, she was talking about how earlier today, the support that Padres fans gave to Cafe Adesso, the coffee shop uh, that she runs. I mean, just lines, full, big lines around the building, big lines, you know, the people walking up. Uh, I mean, just huge, huge support to that family's coffee shop for what Joe's done to this city. And uh, it was really, really busy. But Padres fans, they showed out there. And then they showed out later in the ballpark. Um, when I was talking to her, she was nervous going into Joe's start, as we all were. But I was like, yeah, I'm nervous. I can't even imagine what you're feeling right now, uh, what her family was feeling. Uh, but meeting Tara uh, and Diane and the family, it was great. Um, and then, you know, talking with Peter Seidler for a moment. It was great. I posted this on social media. He was uh, signing a fan's hat, and it was a blue pen. And he was like, no no blue in here or something like that. And he was like, I'll get you a brown pen. And he's all into the Beat LA stuff and uh, high-fiving fans. Uh, the great, the queen, Alicia Gwynn was there. Got to take a picture with her. I mean, there were so many people that were there. And uh, just... An amazing atmosphere. I mean, I've probably said that for every postseason game that I was that I've been to this year. Uh, well, so it's been two. Just time is totally mush right now in my head. Um, but yeah, just I can't say enough about us Padres fans showing up. We really showed up, and we rooted on this team, and I, they definitely felt it. It they felt it yesterday, or in game two or game three, excuse me, and they felt it tonight. Um, 
That's for sure. I mean, Padres fans, whenever someone got on base or whenever we were ahead in the count, fans would stand up and start chanting, beat LA, or, you know, we'd be clapping. Um, just maybe, you know, there was doubt sometimes in our minds, like there was at one point, but I never like publicly said it or uh, publicly, you know, tweeted it or something, you know, about, oh no, we're going to lose this game or something, or uh, Bob Melvin trying to throw this game or anything like that. Like, no, I always try to keep the faith and always try to be optimistic. And if you ever find yourself trying, you know, not being optimistic in any Padres games anymore, remember tonight. Remember being down 3 nothing in the seventh inning and the Padres scoring five runs and beating the Dodgers and pulling off the biggest upset in Major League Baseball postseason history since 1906. In terms of the game leads between the two teams, uh, the game uh, difference between the two teams and regular season record, it's the biggest upset since 1906 when the Cubs had 116 wins and they lost to the 93-win Chicago White Sox in the World Series. 23-game gap. This one, 22 games. Padres won 89 games in the regular season. The Dodgers won 111. And so Dodgers fans, they could pump their chest about the 111 wins, but the Padres, and they can pump their chest about being five, uh, about being 14 and five against the Padres in the regular season. But guess what? You were one and three against the Padres in the postseason when it mattered the freaking most. So regular season doesn't matter. You got to win games to get in. Once you get in, it does not matter who gives an F about what happened in the regular season. I don't because guess what? The Dodgers, they are home. They're going to be golfing tomorrow. And the Padres, they're going to be celebrating well throughout this night, and they're going to be preparing for the Philadelphia Phillies. What a story for them as well. I mean, beating the Braves and getting in as a wildcard team, the two wildcard teams, the five and the six seed, right? I think that's what it was. Or was it the six and the seven? What was it? Five, no, five, six. Five and the six seeds, because there's only six teams, right? Yeah. The five and the six seeds in the NL are facing one another in the NLCS. That's amazing. That's the beauty of playoff baseball. I know if you're one of those division leaders or if you're the Dodgers, you're a Dodger fan right now after 111 wins and you're like, really, we beat the Padres and we beat all these teams during the regular season and we deserve, uh, you know, more games or something. Or you're pissed, you're just pissed off that the Padres and uh, they advanced and the Philly two wildcard teams are in the NLCS when you guys had a better regular season than the Padres and the Phillies. Well, guess what? This is what the playoffs have already, they've always been like this, where you play the regular season, the best teams get in, and it's a tournament between all of the best teams to see who is the best team at the end of it. And the Dodgers, they came up small when it mattered most against one of the best teams in baseball. The Padres, I could argue they are the best team in baseball right now. They beat the Mets, an 100-plus win team. They beat the Dodgers, an 100-plus win team. A bunch of people didn't think they were going to beat the Mets. A bunch of people didn't think they were going to beat the Dodgers. More people thought that the Padres were going to lose to the Dodgers than 
they probably thought that the Padres were going to lose to the Mets, right? They gave the better odds to the Padres of beating the Mets than the Dodgers. I guess that's understandable, but it's an amazing feeling tonight. You know, when when it was pouring down and Josh Hader strikes out, was it Trace Thompson? Whoever it was. Was it Freeman? Yeah. Struck out Betts, Turner, and Freeman in that ninth inning. And I can send out that tweet of Bill Plasky's article saying the adorable little Padres. And in that article saying little brother, Padres are the little brother. It's not a real rivalry. Uh, and I could post the picture before game one of A-Rod, Big Poppy, uh, Frank Thomas, all of them um, picking the Dodgers to win this series. You had David Ortiz not even giving the Padres a game. Didn't give the Padres one single game in this series. And the Padres won the series. A-Rod gave the Padres one game. Guess what? The Dodgers won one game. It was Padres in four. Flip that prediction and you would have been right, A-Rod. And I guess post-game, I didn't listen to post-game, but supposedly he was saying, after picking the Dodgers in four, he was saying, well, Padres are built to win the World Series. Yeah, F off, dude. You know, those guys changing their opinions as things go, uh, you know, trying to act like they were right. Like, get, get out of here. You know, it's just so great to see those guys look like idiots, just not giving the Padres respect. You know, the little brother, little brother no more. That's that's not a thing. And is this a real this isn't a real rivalry? Are you kidding me? Oh, it definitely is. It was before the Padres won this series and it definitely is now. Dodger fans on Twitter pulling up putting up polls like, "Oh, is this a, is it officially a rivalry now, Padres Dodgers?" Are you kidding? Of course it is. We just beat you in the playoffs in a real season without Fernando Tatis Jr. A 22 game gap in the regular season. We were without Fernando Tatis Jr. That was like that would be like if the Dodgers were without Trey Turner or Freddie Freeman, right? How how would they do? No, the Padres went out and still beat those guys, and they had all their position players, from what I from from my knowledge. So it was a it, it's an upset by a lot of people, but I thought going into this series they can beat the Dodgers. I didn't expect them to, but I expected this series to be competitive, and boy was it. It was very, very competitive. Um, and it was a series I'm never going to forget. Never going to forget. I don't know what moments I'm going to remember the most. Probably the Cronenworth home run against the Dodgers. Me sitting on my couch and, you know, a lot of fist bumps there. Or fist pumps. Um, but, you know, remembering yesterday the Trent Grisham home run, the go-ahead home run, and seeing how nuts the crowd went but the most I'm going to remember is definitely my favorite player Jake Cronenworth coming through and giving the Padres the two go-ahead runs against the Dodgers in the deciding game to knock off the Dodgers and pull off the biggest upset of my life in Major League Baseball that's you know um just based on the numbers uh and I'll remember sitting there, section 323, row six, me sitting there, or standing, uh, very, very excited, and me fist pumping at the exact same time that Crony fist pump or uh, waved his hand to the Padres dugout. That, that's what I'm going to remember. You know, those little moments like that. Uh, just 
the end of the game, I mean, I kind of blocked out, to be honest. I, I don't really remember what I was doing and what I reacted to. I'm sure my parents probably have it on video. I don't remember what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I, I def same same thing as when the Padres clinched that playoff spot on that Sunday game. I know they lost, but I got teary-eyed, definitely. I mean, this is something that we've been talking about for years. I'm tired of the of the Dodgers, you know, coming into Petco Park and the Dodger fans just invading the place and Dodger Stadium South or whatever they want to call it. Uh, and, and the Dodgers having their way with the Padres. I'm sick and tired of it, you know. And so for this moment, yeah, the Padres, they didn't have their way against the Dodgers in the regular season. Um, I'm going to remember Crony's walk off against the Dodgers in the regular season on um, wearing their city connects and that walk off single to right. I'll remember that jumping up in the air and you know being really really happy but the fact was they were four and 15 against the Dodgers in the regular season like that wasn't good um and it was embarrassing but to finally have this moment where Padres fans can stick it to the Dodger fans and say our season is continuing your season is over you can go home and cry your season's over and for the Padres to be able to say, you know, pretty much F you to Dave Roberts, who guaranteed on the day, uh, the Dan Patrick show this year, he guaranteed that the Pod or the Dodgers, excuse me, were going to win the World Series. And people can say, oh, well, to be fair, he said it if the pitching stayed healthy and the pitching didn't stay healthy. Well, guess what? You did have Julio Reyes. You did have Clayton Kershaw. Guess what? The Padres beat Clayton Kershaw. You did have Tyler Anderson, who was pitching really, really well against the Padres, and you took him out. You tried to be cute. You took him out, and the Padres scored five runs in that seventh inning. Let me bring you this Dave Roberts audio. This is gold. Dave Roberts audio from March of 2022 saying that the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Put it on the record. Here is Dave Roberts. Here we go. The World Series in 2022. So, but I know where you're going with that. No, what we're do you win the World Series this year? Put it on record. We're winning the World Series this year. Put it on record. Yeah, f out of here, dude. No, you're going home and playing golf tomorrow. That's what you're doing. It's just such a great feeling to be able to do that. You know, it's it's not it's not like I'm saying like f you to. Well, maybe I am a little bit to Dodger fans actually, to be honest. <laughs> Um, not like Dodger fans that are friends of mine. Like usually, you know, they've been cool. I've had some Dodger fan friends already reach out and say, you know, if there's anyone that deserves it, it's you, uh, just, you know, grinding through this and being a fan in 2018 and stuff and getting excited about Christian Villanueva, uh, maybe him being rookie of the year over Cody Bellinger, uh, in high school during lunch and talking to Dodger fans, uh, you know, just be, I've been through it all. Um. And so it's just, it's amazing to have this moment, you know? And um, so I appreciate those Dodger fans that have been, you know, classy and have said, you know, congratulations, this team is for real. They can go win the World Series. Uh, but for those that aren't classy and that weren't classy when they were winning and uh, tried to stick it in Padre fans' faces and uh, maybe took it over the line, uh, some fans that, you know, um, let's say, let's just say 
didn't say nice thing to Padre fans. Whenever Padre fans go to Dodger Stadium, I've heard of that multiple times. And, uh, you know, Dodger fans just not being the classiest. I'll just put it that way. I guess I am kind of saying F you to them. And I guess Padre fans are kind of saying that to them. Like, we deserve this moment. Um, it's been a while. 1998, I was negative five years old. Last time the Padres made it to the NLCS. I've never had this. My first playoff, my first playoff game was this week that I've ever been to. 19 years old. You know? There are other fans that grow up and they go to playoff games every year. They don't think anything of it. But to have this road um, where the season's over at the end of the regular season, you know, those Sunday day games, that's the end of the season. All right, we'll see you next year. See you spring training. Those days are over. And it, it just puts a, a huge smile to my face to be able to say that, you know. Uh, but getting to this, I want to talk more about this game. Um, Joe Musgrove pitched really, really well. Really, really well. Yeah, that fifth, was it the fifth inning? What, what, what inning was that? Third inning? Might have been the third inning. It's 2 a.m. I'm sorry, I, I don't even remember what inning the Dodgers scored those runs. Third inning. He gave up the uh, ground ball double down the line to Freddie Freeman. Betts and Turner scored, made it 2-0. In the seventh, Will Smith had the sack fly. Betts scored, made it 3-0 before the Padres come back. Um, with Musgrove, I mean, those two runs that he only allowed, I mean, I don't think he's pissed off about that. Like, I, I said during the game, I'll be, I'm happy with Joe giving six innings, two runs. I'll take that. Um, I'm fine with that. You know, whenever you give a quality start against the Dodgers, better than a quality start. Quality start, six innings, three runs. Six innings, two runs. I'm going to take that all day. And the, the hit that he allowed to Freeman, there are some people saying, oh, you shouldn't allow, uh, you shouldn't have allowed um, Musgrove to face Freeman, should have walked him. That's not what Musgrove is, you know. Bob Melvin, he's going to trust in Joe Musgrove. He's one of his dogs. You know, he's one of those guys that grinds throughout the season, consistent all year long. Um, an all-star this year. He was the all-star this year for the Padres, pitching-wise. He's not going to be soft and say, Freddie, take your base. And it was the right move to pitch to Freddie, I think. Freddie hit a ground ball that was just outside of Will Myers' reach. The Padres had that later with Hassan Kim, which I believe made it 3-2 to two at that time in that seventh inning when he doubled down the left field line. That's just baseball, right? So those plays in terms of the ground balls that just got past fielders that weren't hit very hard, it evened out, right? But Joe, I thought he pitched phenomenally well, phenomenally well. That's say that five times fast. Uh, he had some really big-time strikeouts. I mean, this pitching staff had big-time strikeouts, and it was amazing seeing Jake Peavy throw out the first pitch. I want to mention that, him showing up in his 2006 Padre jersey, throwing the first pitch to Mark Loretta, his teammate. That was cool. It was a perfect first pitch. I wonder if Jake had some icy hot on his balls. I don't know. Uh, but he, he said the other day, whatever it takes, so maybe he did, I don't know. But it was cool to see them, uh, Loretta and Peavy, and they showed the suite during the game. Uh, they had Steve Finley in that suite. That was cool. And Don and Mudd watching the game again as fans. That was really cool to see. They were in that suite as well. 
Um, it was just cool to see joy on everyone's faces, you know? And I thought it was perfect after that comeback. Or first, first, let's talk about the comeback. Um, I'll get to that first. That seventh inning, man, that was so wild. And I already talked about how I was kind of like, man, I'm down this a little bit. You know, Myers struck out there. I think it was the fifth inning, first and second. Just wasn't feeling too great. Tyler Anderson was pitching well. But then there was the sixth inning, I think, when Myers struck out. Yeah, sixth inning after Crony singled. Uh, bottom six, Myers struck out swinging. Um, Chris Martin was in the game then, but it, it was it was domination still. Uh, you know, Padres got some base runners, but then they were shut down. And that changed in the seventh inning. Um, you had Profar get the walk off Tommy Canely. Uh, Grisham singled on a line drive to Trace Thompson. By the way, Trace Thompson made a heck of a catch earlier in the game. He didn't make it this time, at this time during the game, so I'm fine with that. Um <laughs> It dropped down, and he ended up uh, scoring. And then Nola comes through with the ground ball. He made contact, right? Putting the ball in play. There's been some times where the Padres struck out. Man, my hat is drenched still from the rain at Petco today. I just felt it. <laughs> All right, getting back to Nola. He made contact, great contact. Uh, ground ball, Freddie Freeman hit off his glove, kind of outside of his reach, and a run scored. Grish, uh, excuse me, Profar scored. And then that's when that drunk guy in front of me just smashed my hand. Felt like I fractured my hand, but it was just cold. So I was fine after that. Um, but that's how excited people were. And then Kim with the double, the ground ball down the third baseline. Freeman had that earlier in the game. Kim, his chance to cash in on that. That was cool to see him get a moment there. And then Juan Soto. Applause for Juan Soto, huh? I mean, he gets his Padre moment there. He almost hit two home runs last, or whatever night that was, game three at Petco, and he just couldn't come through there, but he came through tonight. Line drive, Freddie Freeman, it was caught, but then the next at-bat, he comes through with a line drive to right field, and Petco went nuts when that happened, tied the game. Soto was pumped up. Uh, Manny struck out. Drury popped out. But Soto pretty much skipped the second base. I don't know if they showed that on FS1 for anyone that was watching it on TV, but he pretty much skipped the second base. Like, he wasn't running. They just let him have second base. So that set up second and third with Crony up. And remember, it was a 1-0 count. As I said, Almonte was in. They took him out, put in Vessier, who was a lefty, left-on-left matchup. I guess I kind of get it, but why do it when it was a 1-0 count, right? Doing it at the start of the at-bat would have made more sense, but that's what they did. And uh, Crony came through. That's the most fired up I've ever seen Jake Cronenworth. And that's including game two when he hit that big home run at Dodger Stadium to make it 5-3, gave the uh, Padres more insurance there. So pumped up. I mean, him fist pumping to the Padres dugout when he got to second base. And literally, simultaneously, it's almost like I knew what he was going to do. I did the exact same thing that Crony did at the celebration. 
in my seat up in section 323. Um, and that's what I'm going to remember from that moment. You know, that single in the center and all those people saying, you know, in my mentions, Cronenworth list, because they knew that I'm a big Cronenworth guy and he's my guy, uh, him and Musgrove. And they're like, oh, Cronenworth lists. He, you know, Drury should be playing over him. Like, actually, before this series started, because just because he had a bad Mets series at the plate, like, seriously asking, should Cronenworth be in the lineup? They look like idiots now. This guy was 5 for 12, I think, going into today's game, or last night's game. It's 2.08 in the morning. Um, going into last night's game, game four, and he comes through, was it twice? Twice? Um, yeah, two for four. Drove in two runs, obviously, in that seventh inning. And he was so pumped up. I wonder if Jess Stu's, I mean, Jesse Agler. I need to, I want to see if 97.3, the fan, has the audio of this. I don't want to play the FS1 um, audio because I don't care how they called it. I care about how our hometown guys called it. How Jesse called it. That's what I want. Um, here it is. That's a base hit. Kim will score. Here comes Soto. The throw from Thompson kicks off the mound and down to second. Cronenworth, a two-run single, and the Padres in front for the first time tonight. It's five to three. The place went absolutely bonkers. It went bonkers when Soto tied it. It went bonkers even when Nola. You know, the Padres scored a run there. Like, literally, as I said earlier here in this show, like, whenever something positive happened offensively, the crowd kind of went nuts. Like, regardless of what it was, a single, whatever, they all got on their feet and started clapping. Like, that's how kind of desperate it felt like we were when Tyler Anderson was pitching or when uh, whoever the Dodger first reliever was. I'm blanking on it. Martin. Uh, whenever he, when the Padres did something off of any of those Dodger pitchers. And then in the seventh inning, when they actually got it going and they actually started scoring runs, that's when the place went nuts. And the ground was shaking again. Um, just, you know, when they, the uh, Petco, they played jump around on the Jumbotron and it really started shaking then, shaking then. And it wasn't just a little bit. Like, it was, you know, back and forth. Like, you could definitely tell uh, that it was shaking. Um, and, uh, so two nights in a row that that had happened, look, the fans showed out and just what a moment, what a moment for crony to come through there. And I think that kind of was symbolic for this postseason so far for the Padres. Yeah. Soto came through, had his big moment to tie the game, but it, it it's, it hasn't just been those big time players. Sure. Joe has showed up. Game three, winner go home, he showed up against the Mets, right? Um, by the way, there was a lot of ear signs at Petco today, um, and so that was really cool. Stick it to him. The Breaking T-shirt, which you can go buy on BreakingT.com, by the way. Uh, a lot of that was at Petco tonight, so that was cool. But, yeah, Musgrove has shown up. Manny's had some home runs, you know, at Dodger Stadium this series, and he's played spectacular defense. He had the home run at City Field off Scherzer, right? He's had moments. But it's been most of it. I mean, or at least the moment, the big moments I'm going to remember. It's been guys that aren't the big guys that have carried the team all year. I mean, Cronenworth was an all-star, but 
He was hitting seventh, I think, in the lineup at one point during the regular season. Trent Grisham was benched at one point during the regular season. And they both come through. They're probably the MVPs. You could say Suarez in the, in the Padres bullpen as a whole. You could say Musgrove, the two great games, you know, uh, the games that have sent the Padres to the next round. Wild card series, game three, sent to the NLDS. Then here, game four, sent the Padres to the NLCS. Still can't believe I'm saying that. Padres to the NLCS. Wow. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's probably Cronenworth and Grisham. You know, Grisham playing really good defense for the most part, making that big catch in game three against the Mets. The RBI in game three, homering off Scherzer and DeGrom. Uh, homering, obviously, in game two, which ended up being the game-winning run in that 2-1 to win the other night. Uh, and then Crony coming up. I know he didn't have a big wild-card series, but he was probably the MVP of at least the division series. Um, Tuesday night, backs against the wall. You go down 0-2 against the Dodgers, you're not winning that series. But they won game two. And it made it 1-1, and the Padres didn't look back from there. And they won every game the rest of that series. Uh, you know, game two, remember the ground ball RBI to make it 3-2 at that one point. And then the Dodgers tied it back up. Profar with the RBI single to right field. And Crony scores that run, the go-ahead run. And then he hits the big, uh, huge, huge bomb to make it 5-3, give Josh Hader a little bit of insurance going into that uh, ninth inning. And then tonight, coming up with that go-ahead, game-winning, two-run single to center field to put the Padres, to, to clinch the NLCS berth for the Padres. My guy, Jay Cronenworth, coming through. Just, I was so happy. That was probably the biggest smile on my face ever. I don't know. Probably have to ask my parents. But uh, that's, that's a memory I'm never going to forget. That moment, that RBI single to center. That place went nuts, but I was solely focused on what Jake was doing, and to be honest, and celebrating. It felt like I was celebrating with him, to be honest. Uh, what a night. And obviously, props to the bullpen. Got to shout out the bullpen because it would be idiotic of me to not shout out the bullpen. I mean, entering tonight, four games without allowing a run. Steven Wilson, yeah, he, he didn't look great tonight. He gave up a run, but then after that, Tim Hill. Two-thirds of an inning, no runs, no walks, struck out one, no hits. Robert Suarez, no hits, a strikeout, no walks, no runs. Josh Hader pitched the ninth, one inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, struck out three guys, three guys that might be Hall of Famers one day. Struck out Betts, struck out Turner, struck out Freeman. We'll say it for you, Donnie. Betts, Turner, Freeman, all down by the way of the K. I wish Don was on the call, but he's not. But uh, it was cool for him to be in the stands with Mud in that suite with uh, Finley and Loretta and Peavy. Uh, that was cool to see. Um, I don't know where to go from here in this episode. I mean, we can hear from the players. I'm definitely going to go through all of your chat, all of the comments in the chat. I mean, this is it's 2.15 in the morning, and I got people still on this stream. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in here. Maybe some of you guys are drunk. Maybe you guys were celebrating with Will, who was paying for bar tabs and stuff in downtown San Diego tonight. Uh, that video is out at Talking Friars on my Twitter. Uh, his uh, wife, Maggie, uh, posted that. 
but I appreciate you guys being here. I will get to the chat. Uh, I am 45 minutes behind in that. So I, I keep, go, keep going with the comments. If you want to support the channel here for me being live here at 2.15 in the morning, feel free to do so using that super chat button. I appreciate that. But I'm doing this with you guys. I love talking with Padres fans. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing right now at 2.16 a.m. There wouldn't. There, there's just not. Um, this is what we live for, you know. So let me go to some post-game audio. Just looking at 97.3, the fan here. Uh, here's Jesse Agler's call. The end of the game, sending the Padres to the NLCS. Hold on one second. Here we go. Peters set and ready. Owen oh, 2 swing and a miss. Freeman went after a slider in the dirt. And the ball game is over. The series is over. And the Padres have slayed the Dragon. They defeat the Dodgers in four games to advance to the National League Championship Series. They will play for the pennant beginning on Tuesday night here at home against the Phillies. Amazing. Talking about slaying the Dragon, yeah, Peter Seidler said on Sunday Night Baseball uh, earlier this year at Dodger Stadium when he was sitting in that suite, we're trying to go after the Dodgers, and he, I think he called the Dodgers the dragon. I think he said what Jesse said, trying to slay the dragon, uh, and they did that. They did it when it matters most. Dodger fans, they can be proud of their NLS titles and all of that. Their one ring that they have was in a season that was not a full real season. The Padres just beat the Dodgers in a full real season without Fernando Tatis Jr., without one of the best players in baseball. They did that. They beat a 111-win team. They beat a team that had 22 more wins than they did in the regular season after beating another 100-plus win team in the Mets in New York for all three games. It's just amazing what this team is doing right now, and I hope that everyone is enjoying every single moment. I mean, after the game, Blake Snell running around the field with the goose uh, putting goose at first and second. I don't know if they add one at third, but uh, just pure joy for him. And I guess when the players came back out onto the field um, to salute the fans again, they went around the field celebrating with fans. Uh, Musgrove took ashes from a fan who gave him ashes and went and spread it on the Petco Park dirt. That's what this means. For Padres fans, that's just an amazing story. Um, one of many probably tonight that you guys probably have. Again, I'll get to your comments in the chat. But, uh, you know, there's some people that didn't get to live to see this. Uh, there's some people that this is their first time seeing this, like myself. Uh, there's some people, like my parents, that have had to wait since 1998, you know? I was born in 2003. They've had to wait longer than that to see a Padres team in the NLCS. You know, and see, so seeing the joy on their faces, seeing the joy on other fans' faces, uh, exiting the ballpark and high-fiving fan, high-fiving strangers, uh, and that's never going to get old. After great Padres wins like that, never going to get old, by the way. And uh, having the car, all the cars down the street just honking their horns. Uh, having flags outside 
of the cars, Padre flags, even before the game, hours before the game, waiting outside to get in, cars, you know, honking their horns and stuff, you know. Um, the city is electric for this team right now. And uh, by the way, the playoffs are going to continue Sunday night, tonight, because it's 2.20 in the morning. Tonight, I'll be at the Wave playoff game, Wave and Chicago, the first ever Wave home playoff game. So this is a playoff weekend for San Diego. Alex Morgan was there uh, the other night in the first row, uh, cheering the Padres on with her husband. And uh, she was excited. She tweeted something about the Padres when the Padres won tonight. I mean, this San Diego town, they it's playoff time, baby. And uh, we're ready for it. We love it. And all of the focus is on these playoff teams right now. Uh, you know, outside the stadium, I even saw fans with NLCS shirts already, like the players and the staff already have. They had those shirts already, wearing them. Um, here's Peter Seidler on his thoughts, uh, or his thoughts on beating the Dodgers and advancing to the NLCS. A little bit. They're the, they're, they're the team that has dominated the last decade. And like we said, we you know who that dragon is up the freeway. We got to slay it. And we did it this year. And we will be a very good team for years to come. My last question. How did it feel for you to see all the Padres fans and the reaction over the last two nights, the Friar Faithful? We have the best fans in the league. Fans that have stayed with this franchise through thick and thin, and our fans deserve a championship. And this group of players is going to do everything they can to bring it here. We're going to party tonight like crazy, but I am. And I'm not a partier, but I am tonight. And then we'll refocus on the next year. Thank you. Peter Seidler's a legend. From before the game, like I was talking about, uh, talking about earlier, uh, where he was telling that Padre fan, no blue in here, uh, I'll get you a brown Sharpie, uh, um, to saying, I'm not a partier, but I'm going to party tonight. Uh, he's a legend, man. And allowing AJ to spend all the money and make all these trades. And uh, props to AJ, man. The AJ Preller is a legend shirts, breakingtea.com. They're available there. Uh, I partnered with them for that shirt. I mean, it's. I think that's a pretty good shirt to wear right about now. I mean, look at all these guys that have contributed in this postseason run, right? Manny, signed by Preller. Soto, acquired by Preller. Grisham, acquired by Preller, right? Cronenworth, he was supposed to be the Tossin, acquired by Preller in that Tommy Pham deal, right? Josh Hader. People were laughing at the Padres because he sucked uh, right out of the gate with the Padres. Guess what? He's the best reliever in baseball probably right now, or best closer in baseball right now. Uh, acquired by Preller. Robert Suarez, signed by Preller, out of Japan. You know, Luis Garcia, signed by Preller. Nick Martinez, signed by Preller. Austin Nola, acquired by Preller. Yeah, they gave up Munoz and they gave up Ty France, but... Austin Nola, we got to give credit to this guy. For all the times, for all these games that the Padres have held, uh, the lineups, their opposing lineups, scoreless, Nola's been catching. He's caught every game. 
He came up with that big hit in Game 3 against the Mets, made it 2-0. He came up with a big hit for the uh, first, or at least he made contact, I'll say that. Uh, a big play that he had um, to bring in the Padres' first run of the game tonight. Got to give props to him. I don't, know if the, I don't know if that's big enough to say the Padres won the trade, but he has come up huge for the Padres. I don't know what it would have been like if uh, Campy or Alfaro was catching, to be honest. I don't know. Nothing against them, but Nola has been amazing. The amazing throw that he made at Dodger Stadium. Um, getting Mookie Betts in that fifth inning when it was like a one-run game. Uh, that would have put the Dodgers tying run in scoring position if he didn't throw out Betts there. And he did not have a great history of throwing out runners. or He, he just didn't do well throwing out runners in the regular season. But he came up huge in that moment. So a lot of guys acquired by Preller. And uh, Peter Seidler, he allowed that to happen. But AJ, him and his front office staff, Josh Stein, Fred Ullman Jr., all of them putting in that tireless work to improve this team, to, you know, make this team real World Series contenders and a team that can beat the Dodgers. And guess what? They beat the Dodgers. They did it. The job's not finished, but the job of beating the Dodgers, it is finished. Uh, Josh Bell. Came up with the home run against the Mets, acquired by Preller. Brandon Drury, he helped the Padres a lot during the regular season, acquired by Preller. Jorge Alfaro helped the Padres a lot during the regular season, acquired by Preller. You want me to keep going? Jerks and Profar, acquired by Preller. Will Myers, acquired by Preller. I already said Juan Soto. Bob Melvin, brought in by A.J. Preller when no one thought Bob Melvin was even a choice, even an option. Ruben Niebla, brought in by Preller. I mean, he has transformed this team into a World Series contender, into a team that is in the NLCS, that's going to be hosting an NLCS game on Tuesday night. Think about that. AJ Preller, you are a legend. Thank you very much for all that you have done. Again, the biggest upset since 1906 in terms of regular season win gap. 89 wins for the Padres, 111 wins for the Dodgers. Dodgers are going home. It's amazing. It is amazing. What a night. It is 2.26 a.m. I'm still not tired yet. Let me see if there's uh, any more audio that's worth playing. Here's Joe. Good, man, good. Once we got Anderson out of the game, he's been giving us a tough time all year. So once he came out of the game, we knew we had a good shot. We just got stringing a couple good at-bats together, and the production we've gotten from the bottom of the lineup has been unbelievable. What was your reaction when Cronenworth hit fell in with two outs? Uh, I mean, insanity. I can't even explain it. Seeing him, you know, in the, with his sunglasses and Soto uh, with his... Um, I don't know, the goggles celebrating and how happy they are and seeing Tony Gwynn Jr. get to be in there and Trevor Hoffman hugging Manny in the clubhouse. Uh, it's, it's just so cool. Such a cool moment. Um, here's Manny as well after the game. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is what it's 
Kima's out there. What our team has been about the entire year. We're gonna, you know, no matter who it is, we're gonna go out there and have good at bats. We had a great at bat there by Pro Park. That first thing to lead off, then we had our hottest guy, Chris, come up and spit playing. God damn, that's playing MVP right there. You know, been playing out of a defense, been hitting some hits, key hits for us, got us going, knows what the base hit, Kim's coming up, you know, sort of coming up with a big hit. I mean, it took a team effort to beat a pretty good ball club, and we did that tonight. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, the whole crowd got loud. I mean, we're down 3 0, but in that dugout, we felt that we could come back in any moment. We had a big situation there where we had a nice little rally going. I came up, I shook out. Drew came up, Drew out, and Kendall was came up big and picked us all up as a team. Man, that's just, that's the beauty of this ball club, man. We, we just, we pick up each other no matter what, and that's what we did tonight. We did a really, really good club. What is the outside with the fans outside the stadium? I don't, I, they're probably going crazy right now. As expected, I mean, they're well-deserved, man. They've been waiting a long time for this. And God damn it, it's just special. And that's what you Man, he's so pumped up. So pumped up. And now Austin Nola gets to face his brother Aaron in the NLCS. I mean, their parents are probably a wreck. I mean, as I was talking with John and Jim on the wrap-up show uh, before I came on here, that was at like 1 a.m., whenever that was. Um, their parents are going to be fine either way because they know that one guy's going to the World Series. Like, they're going to be at the World Series. But they're also going to be probably heartbroken for the other to see that person's brother get, you know, advance to the World Series and not them, you know. Hopefully, Austin's the one that's smiling at the end of this. Remember when Austin faced Aaron earlier this year? Austin came up with the big hit where the Padres won one nothing in that game. Um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting storyline. It's gonna be a fun storyline to see. Um, I'm trying to find more audio here. I'm gonna get to your chat, by the way. I just want to play audio here from the clubhouse because I think it's important uh, just to see, to hear these guys, to hear their thoughts on making it to the NLCS, how much this means, you know? Um... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Here's Will. I know I know you guys probably want to hear from Will. Here's Will Myers on uh the amazing night. The amazing night advancing to the NLCS. What the how do you describe how, oh, how? It was unbelievable. I tell you what, these last two games we've had have been unbelievable. The uh the what the fans brought these last two games have helped us so much. Just a great atmosphere overall, and I can't believe it. I mean, you know, eight years of this, getting beat by that team, and all of a sudden, none of those matter anymore. It was about tonight, and we won it, and that's all that matters. You guys finally beat the Dodgers. We finally beat them, man. I tell you what, uh, they're a great organization. They, they, they run very well. But tonight, the Padres won, and that's all that matters. You guys were on the verge of getting in the buses tonight, going to L.A. to Game 5. You guys were on the verge of getting on the bus, going to L.A. for Game 5, and then the seventh inning happened. How do you explain the seventh inning? I can't believe it. Nobody wanted to go back to L.A. Nobody wanted to get on that bus and go back to the hotel and play tomorrow in L.A. And I'll tell you what, that inning in the seventh was unbelievable. The leadoff walk, Jake coming up clutch. He's been getting big hits all year, and he came through with the biggest one tonight. It was incredible all around, and, and Josh... I mean, strikes out the side. It's unbelievable. It could have been a more storybook finish, I guess you could say, you know, for tonight. It was really cool. you finally emotional? No, I'm not emotional. No, no. I don't get emotional. I'm not emotional. It's just a lot of fun right now. Uh, I'm very grateful to be here in San Diego for a long time. All the bad years, this win tonight makes it all worth it. No one picked the Padres. Nobody picked the Padres, baby. That's what nobody picked us against the Mets either. So that's what I'm talking about. Uh, we're hot right now. We like where we're at. Uh, we're excited for Philly and excited to play here at home again. So freaking cool. So cool to see Will like that. After all the years, he's been through it with us. I've said this numerous times. All the ups, all the downs. To see, I know he didn't have the best NLDS. You know, probably got like, what did he, did he go like, get like two hits or something in this series? Whatever. He struck out tonight in that fifth inning, first and second, and that kind of deflated Petco Park for a little bit there. But for him to be celebrating like this, and he was running outside the parking garage, uh, high-fiving fans um, in still, you know, his uniform and stuff, and then going to bars in downtown San Diego tonight, uh, you know, buying beer for fans. I mean, just, he's living it up. If this is his last season, he is living it up, and he's living... This year to the fullest, he is taking advantage of all of these opportunities that he has to enjoy this freaking moment of the Padres going far and making a postseason run. You know, this isn't just the wild card series. It's not, uh, they play the Dodgers, but they got swept like in 2020, even though that wasn't a real year um, or a real season. No, they're, they've made a run. They beat the Mets, a 100-plus win team with DeGrom and Scherzer on that team in New York, when pretty much no one picked them. They beat the Dodgers, an 111-win team, where no one picked them. And now they're hosting an NLCS game. It's still just amazing to think about. All right, let me get to the chat, and then we'll talk about this Phillies-Padres series if you want to. But there's probably plenty of time to talk about what's coming up, you know, in, in the coming days. Um, all right, let me get through this chat. Jay says, it was basically impossible to this 2022 LA team, three in a row. Somehow it happened. 
Well, you know how it happened? It happened through team baseball. It happened through the Padres bullpen being nails. It happened with Crony coming through and Grisham coming through and the others coming through, not just Manny, not just Soto, but other guys coming through, Nola tonight, Kim. It happened with other guys making an impact. That's how it happened. Um, some people thought it was impossible, like David Ortiz wasn't even giving the Padres a game, saying Dodgers in three. F out of here. I'm so proud of this team. I'm proud of this fan base for showing up. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah, Dylan, you're pretty much all of us. Did that just happen? Really? Did that just happen? Chris, what a magical game. Love you all. Love you all. Yep. Elite Topic says, am I dreaming? Chris, these guys never quit. Fought until the end. Yeah, seventh inning there, down 3 nothing, and they score five runs in that inning. And now they're going to the NLCS. Jeremiah says, this was not a dream. No, it was not. It was not a dream. No, I'm not waking up. If it was a dream, I'm not waking up. Nope. But it it wasn't a dream. Yeah, Jonathan at 1.38 said, it's 1.38 a.m., Ben. Well, it's 2.35 now, so almost an hour later. LFGSD. Nick says, let's go San Diego, falling in love with this team. How are you only falling in love with this team? Like, no, nothing against you, uh, but how are you only just now falling in love with this team? I fell in love with this team when they made the postseason, when uh, they beat the Mets, and Joe Musgrove's giving it to the crowd and saying, yeah, this ear's perfectly fine. Uh, there's nothing on it. Give it to me. Uh, I, I, fall, I fell in love with this team a while ago. I mean, I fell in love with the franchise when I was, you know, four or whatever. But um, in terms of, like, this year's team, uh, you should have already fallen in love with this team. There's so many great personalities on this team, man. Jonathan asks, will you be going to a game? I'm going to all of them. Well, the ones here. I don't know about Philly. We'll see about that. Uh, but definitely the game's here. So one, two, six, and seven. If there's six and seven. But games one and two, Tuesday, Wednesday, yes, sir. Don't know the game times yet because the American League side has not finished. The Guardians are up 2-1 on the Yankees. Game four, I believe, is tomorrow. And uh, Astros did win today, 18 innings against the Mariners. Holy cow, what a – yesterday because it's 2.37 in the morning here on – it's Sunday technically now. But – um. The Astros, yeah, they won one nothing in 18 innings, so they are advancing. They swept the Mariners, but that was still cool for the Mariners to get a postseason game in Seattle, right? Uh, first time since 2001. That was cool, you know, for that city. Um, kind of like us in Philly, waited a really long time for to be able to do that. But Philly and the Padres, they came through, and they got it done. Um, but the AL side. It's the Astros, and they'll play either the Guardians or the Yankees. Once that's figured out, then we'll know the times, probably. But we don't know the times for games one and two. Maybe they don't announce all the game times, um, or they announce them and, you know, the if necessary games. Well, if the AL series is over, then this moves into prime time, or if the NL series is over, then this game moves into prime time. Hopefully you get what I'm saying there, but uh, yeah. One, two, six, and seven, I, I'll be going to. Yeah, Nick, 
I agree. Shout out Profar for the huge leadoff walk in that seventh inning. Yep. And then he scored on Nola's uh, grounder. BQ Sports, what a series. This was amazing. I agree. Jet. Jet's in the chat. What's up, man? Let's go. Yeah, that's right. LFGSD. What a night. B-Town KJ says, just saw you on John and Jim's show. Had to come subscribe. Thank you. It is 2.39 in the morning, and I'm not tired yet. Uh, I love chatting Padres with you guys, especially when they're headed to the NLCS. C's B, you're a real one, bro. I appreciate that. Keep up the good work, Ben. Edward says, thank you. Um, I, I will. I mean, it, it, this isn't work to me. It's 2.30 in the morning. Clearly, this isn't work to me. Some people would probably think I'm uh, just nuts for doing this right now, but there's 60-plus people in here at 2.30 in the morning. I'm going to continue to do this. Burn SD, let's go. Chad, hope you're soaking this in, Ben. All I can say is crony, baby. That's right, crony. He came through. Came through with the big hit. We're coming for that NL pennant. Yes, we are. Padres, Phillies, I think the Padres have the edge. They're probably the favorites to beat the Phillies. They're the better team, I think, than the Phillies. I mean, I'm not saying, like, the Phillies suck. They're obviously here for a reason. Their offense showed up against the Braves. But the Padres did just beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a better team than the Braves are, I think. Um, but, you know, you do have to respect the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies, they handled the Braves. I mean, they embarrassed the Braves. The Braves won one game in that series, I believe, in Atlanta. Um, Harper homered. I mean, he's really, really hot. He's tied with Grisham for the most postseason home runs this postseason with three. Um, they have guys. They have guys. They had their nine hitter tonight. Today, uh, Brandon Marsh hit that three run home run. They had JT Romuto, their catcher, hit an inside the park home run. They have a lot of things going for them. Wheeler and Nola are pitching good. The back end of their bullpen's pitching well. Remember, they fired Joe Girardi earlier this year, and they have Rob Thompson, who is their interim manager. They gave him an extension. Like they, There's a lot of things going right for them. It's going to be a tough matchup, but I think the Padres are the favorites. I think we should expect them to win. If you beat the Mets and the Dodgers in back-to-back -back series, we should expect the Padres to beat the Phillies. That's just me, but hopefully it's not just me. I think we should have that expectation. I mean, if you beat the Dodgers, the the expectation is to go farther than just to the NLCS. Ember and SD, who cares about David Ortiz or A-Rod? Give Bill Plasky all the hate. Yeah, I, well, look, I'm giving David Ortiz hate. I'm giving A-Rod hate. I'll give Bill Plasky hate. Yeah, sure. You want to go over his article that he wrote? Yeah, um, I'll go over it. I'll go over, uh, actually... Like the quote that he's, or the stuff that he said promoting the article. Here, this was him when he promoted the article. Dodgers and Padres is not a real rivalry. Yes, it is. So he was wrong on that. San Diego thinks LA is hell. Well, I mean, I haven't really been, I haven't been to a game at Dodger Stadium, but it looks like hell. And then he says, LA thinks San Diego is cute. You really think we're cute now? We're not the little brother anymore. He said, but this week, Dodger fans, this was going into the series, 
Dodger fans should know there is plenty to hate about those adorable little Padres. They're not the adorable little Padres anymore. If you saw me on Twitter, I have, uh, my mom made me a shirt. Shout out to, it's her birthday, by the way. Um, she made me a shirt saying adorable little Padres on it for when this moment happened. And so uh, I posted that on Twitter so you can check that out at Talking Friars. Adorable little Padres, that's what the shirt is. And um, just, you know, a little nudge or a little uh, kind of F you at Bill Plasky because that's, that's what was happening going into the series. Dodgers, writers, Dodger fans not giving the Padres a chance to win this series. Everyone picking the Dodgers, A-Rod, David Ortiz, all of them picking the Dodgers to win the series and not even giving the Padres a chance. Some people like Christopher Russo and David Ortiz picking the Dodgers to sweep the Padres. A-Rod picking the Padres, or excuse me, the Dodgers in four over the Padres. No, Padres won in four. Flip that. Flip that prediction. So just, yeah, I'll hate on all those people. I don't care. This is our time to shine. This is our time to get back at all of those people that want to try to troll the Padres and who had all their fun during the regular season when they went 14-5 and five against us. Well, guess who won when it mattered most? The Padres did. Chad just met Alfaro. Just met Alfaro just outside my building. Guy is so hyped right now. I'm sure he is. He's probably drinking it up. 111 regular season wins, all for nothing. Yep. Oh, Alex. Alex says, Myers brought my friend a beer, LOL. So, were you in that bar that he was in of that video that I posted? That's crazy. I don't know where he was at or what, or, you know, what establishment. I, I saw somewhere that maybe it was social tap, um, but wherever he was, I mean, that was, that's a cool moment. That's, that's really, really cool of him to, uh, do that for Padres fans. And that's cool that he brought your that he bought your uh, friend a beer. Another good point here by Chad. Seeing Kim's reaction to his double in the seventh made me tear up. It didn't make me tear up. I was just excited. I, I mean, I, I don't even remember my re like I, I I blacked out probably during that. Um high fives all around my section. High fiving strangers. It's never gonna get old. High-fiving strangers at Padres games is never going to get old. Uh, happy for you, bro. Hey, do you think the Dodgers play different than the regular season? They look tired and not hungry like your city ball player's eye of the tiger. Um... I think the Padres just played better than the Dodgers. I don't think the Dodgers played differently, like strategy-wise or anything. I think Dave Roberts tried to put his touch on the series, and he failed. And um, the Padres played better. Their offense came through. They came up with the big home runs in, you know, game two. Uh, today, they came up with, 
the cons- the big inning, the five run inning, they came up with that. Uh, they had the better starting pitching all around. They had the better bullpen all around. Their bullpen didn't give up. The, the bullpen this series gave up one run, one run to the Dodgers lineup this entire series. If I have that correctly, just jogging from my memory. So, to me, I don't think it's as much to say, oh, the Dodgers just sucked. I think it was to say the Padres played better than the Dodgers. And the Padres, they won this series. They took this series away from the Dodgers. The Dodgers didn't hand it to the Padres. I think the Padres took it. And I think that's another reason to celebrate even more. Like the Padres, they beat the Dodgers. They did it. You know, it wasn't a bunch of errors from the Dodgers. They made errors, right? Tuesday, you had the Trey Turner error, but the Padres capitalized on that. And Crony had the home run later in the game, right? Uh, the bullpen showed up, got out of jams. Sixth inning, seventh inning with Suarez, and the eighth inning and the ninth inning, Tater, right? Um, they came through there. So, I, yeah, there were errors by the Dodgers, but um, the Padres won the series. I th- they took it from the, the Dodgers. The Dodgers didn't give them the series, I don't think. The Padres played better than they did. Marcus is too amped to sleep. Yeah, that's probably all of us right now. I'm probably not going to go to sleep till probably like 4 a.m., to be honest. Because I got to upload all this. I haven't eaten since, what, 6 o'clock yesterday? 6 p.m. yesterday? Man, there's 60-plus people in this at 2.48 in the morning. Thank you so much for you guys being in here. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if this is a Dodger fan, but he says, yeah, you're go- you guys better team today. We played too hard all year. Look at the record they had. No excuses for my team. They just did not have the hunger. I mean, the Dodgers, they wanted it, but when you have, you're, you're going into Petco Park and you're dealing with the Padres team that is playing with their fans fully behind them, just dying, living and dying on every pitch, you know, and you have a team that knows the history of this fan base and knows that they was, they've been smacked around by the Dodgers. That team, the Padres, they're going to have more motivation probably than the Dodgers to take the series, I think. And that motivation showed up. And the Padres fans, their motivation showed up. Um, you know, the motivation to get loud for every positive Padres moment, like that showed up in this series. If that makes sense. Anarchy Seeds, let's LFGSD. Yeah, here we go. We got someone who was eight years old the last time he saw this. So 1998, eight years old. I was negative five. Yeah, you're right, Chad. That seventh inning was some kind of nice. That's probably what Mud was thinking. Uh-oh, long ball prod says, me and my friends pulling an all-nighter to celebrate. That's what it feels like I'm doing right now. It's 2.50 in the morning. 
Sees B, feels nice to have a dedicated owner. Owner, Yeah. Peter Seidler's probably the best owner in Major League Baseball. I mean, I'm, I'm biased, but he's invested a lot of time, a lot of money in this team, has given AJ in the front office the resources to spend money on this team. So, yeah. Um, you, I mean, dedicated, that's one way to put it. Um, he's a fan. He is a fan like all of us, but he just happens to own the team. I think I think that's the great part of it. Oh, Desert Punks' friend just met Machado. Wow. Yeah, so Chad's saying, see, I'm behind on the chat. Sorry. Yeah. Chad says Ogaya went to Social Tap and bought everyone's shots. That's where he was. That's where the video's from, I guess. Social chat. So I can't even speak right now. It's social tap. That place was probably nuts when Will imagine Will walking in and you're at that bar. Holy cow. I agree with this by Eric. Yeah, if the Padres can beat the Dodgers in a series, they can win it all. Yeah. Totally agree. I have the same thought, Gabe. Damn, there's a lot of people in here for it being 2.40 in the morning. It's 2.52 now, and there's 60 people in here still. So, yeah, I appreciate every one of you. Again, if you want to support this channel at uh, 2.50 a.m. on October 16, 2022, you can use that Super Chat button. Uh, I'm here daily Padres content, uh, even when it's 2.40 in the morning, 2.50 in the morning. About to be 3 a.m. in the morning. I feel like I haven't taken a breath. Gabe says if the Padres win it all, Dave Roberts gets a ring. Maybe. No, he doesn't. He already has his Mickey Mouse ring. That's fine. Yep, shout out my mom. Happy birthday to her. Huge Padres fan. She was there in 98, and she's waited a long time to see this again. So that was cool to be in the ballpark there with her tonight, or last night, technically. Yeah, sleepless with Ben. <laughs> That's what it is right now. I told you guys earlier, I'm going to go through all of this chat. It's, dude, this is, it's 2.53 in the morning, and you guys are in here. For me not to go through the chat would kind of be effed up, to be honest. Yeah, I think we should, I agree with this, Cameron. I respect any Dodger fan that puts some respect on the pods. I mean, I think it's easy, though, to respect the Padres after they just beat the 111-win Dodgers. I don't think Dodger fans were really respecting the Padres going into this series. I mean, definitely nationally they weren't. Uh, the Dodger writers were not. So I think for me, it's kind of like keep that same energy. You know, if, if, if you didn't respect them going in, I mean, I guess that's cool that you, uh, the Padres earned your respect, but they should have already had your respect going in because they went out and beat the Mets in New York who won 100-plus games, you know? 
Like they they did make the postseason too. So yeah, I appreciate Dodger fans that have respected the Padres after this series, or they have now uh, gained more respect for the Padres, but kind of just keep the same energy. For me, it's more like Padre fans. We This is our moment now to go at Dodger fans. We can say, we're the better team. We are better than you are. Throw the regular season record out the window. In the playoffs, we beat you guys. Three games to one. You guys beat us game one when we had our four starter on the mound, giving up meatballs, and you had your ace. We beat you the other three games, including one of those, Kershaw. Gabe asked, Ben, I don't know if you've covered this, but who's your MVP for this series? Uh, Crony, probably. I mean, yeah, I think I talked about that earlier. I mean, I've been talking for over an hour, so it's kind of a blur right now. But, yeah, I believe I said that. My MVP of this series is Crony. Yeah. I mean, game two comes up, brings in the go-ahead run to make it 3-2 on that ground ball, scores the go-ahead run, made it 4-3 on the Profar single after the Trey Turner error. Plays good defense, was part of that big double play when Robert Suarez was on the mound in the sixth inning. And then he comes up with that huge bomb in the eighth inning of game two. Huge bomb to give insurance for Josh Hader in that bullpen there in that top of the eighth, I want to say. And then tonight, coming through, he made a great defensive play, by the way, early in the game, uh, running into shallow right field. Down the foul, uh, down the right field line. If you saw that, if you remember that, I don't know if you will because of how many things happened in this series. Uh, and then obviously coming through with the hit that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, single in the tenth or in the uh, seventh inning to bring in the go-ahead game-winning two runs to send the Padres to the NLCS and knock out the Dodgers. He's probably my series MVP. I mean, you could give it to the bullpen. Uh, I, I don't want to give it to a any particular starter because that's one game. I'd give it to Crony because he played a big part in two of their three wins. Huge part in two of their three wins. Yeah, Gabe says he'd go with Suarez as his MVP. I mean, yeah, you could. Yeah, he's been super clutch. Obviously, game two, his performance there in those the sixth, getting that double play, striking out Turner, that was amazing. In the seventh inning, for, or second and third, one out, gets the ground ball to Manny, who pump fakes, gets the will over to first, and then gets to fly out the center. Yeah, that was huge as well. Um, but I, I, I'm biased. Crony's my favorite player. I, I'm going with him. Eric asked, do you think, uh, Ben, do you think they will keep this goose thing going next series? Yeah, of course. I'm not too huge on the goose because when the goose was on the field in that game in game two, Gavin Lux got a hit. And so that, but when it was taken off the field, that's when the Padres, they got back and they won the game, right? When he, when the goose was not on the field, the Padres were winning and they, you know, there were good moments. When the goose was on the field, the only time it was on the field, the Dodgers got a hit. They got a base runner. So I don't know if it's really the Padres goose, but they're winning. They're using it as their, you know, rally thing. So I'm going to go with it. You know, I'm fine with it. But yeah, they're definitely going to continue with it, I think. 
Gabe says, winning this game tonight is huge for the Padres. Bullpen gets two rest days and will be all good for game one. I don't even know who would have started game five and we have our starting pitcher lined up. I agree. Yeah, having you Darvish lined up for game one is huge. I don't know who the Phillies are throwing. Uh, it's probably Nola because uh, they would have probably had him for a game five or at least thrown him in a game five. And so, yeah, winning this game is huge. The bullpen gets an extra day of rest. Game one is on Tuesday, so they're going to get Sunday off, Monday off. I mean, they'll throw on Monday. Maybe they take all of tomorrow off, to be honest, because uh, or all of later today off, Sunday. Maybe go watch the Wave playoff game or just watch the NFL at home. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the bullpen's going to get two rest days instead of just one. The same amount of rest days as the Phillies bullpen's going to get. So, yeah, I think that's big. I agree. That's a good point. And, you know, Suarez, Hayter, um, Garcia, they're going to be used. Nick Martinez, Tim Hill, they're going to be relied upon probably heavily in this Philly series, especially in the back end. Because remember, in this NLCS, you got Tuesday and Wednesday games one and two. They could pitch both of those games. You have the day off. But then after that, three, four, five, six, seven, there's no off days. It's five straight games. If there's a seven-game series, I believe, if, I, if I'm checking the schedule correct, if I remember seeing the schedule correctly, it's five straight. It's 3 a.m. and my phone isn't really loading. But I believe, I believe that only day off in this series would be Thursday. And so that bullpen's going to be have to be rested. That's what I meant to say. And so, yeah, that's going to be big. Any rest you can get. Tuesday, game one, to be determined the time. Wednesday, game two. Off day Thursday. Friday, game three. Saturday, game four. Sunday, if necessary, game five. That would be at Citizens Bank Park. And then back at Petco for game six and seven, if necessary, Monday, October 24th, and Tuesday, October 25th. I agree with that point, Gabe. Yeah. Cameron, I think he's talking about who he'd be the NLDS series MVP if there is one or if there was one. Because remember, they have the championship series MVP and they have the World Series MVP, but they don't have one for the division series. I would give it to Crony, but Cameron says Grisham or Nola. Crony keys came in clutch, but cannot forget Grisham. Uh, I mean, he leads the playoffs, league, leads the playoffs in homers, 180 average in the regular season. Now it's around 380, at least in this postseason. Yeah, Grisham is a candidate. I mean, he had a big home run in Game Two, obviously, or not Game Two, Game Three. These games are just like mush in my head right now. Uh, but yeah, he had a big home run in game three. Um, he was big, definitely, but Crony came through multiple games in huge spots. So I'd give him the edge over Grisham, but Grisham's, he's probably the postseason MVP as a whole if you combine the wild card series and the division series. Um, I mean, the bullpen as a whole would be the MVP probably, but one player, I would do Grisham for the whole Thing. All right. It is past 3 a.m. I think that'll do it 
There's 50 people in here. I want to appreciate, or I just want to say, I appreciate each and every one of you. I can't say sentences straight right now because it's three in the morning, but what a night. I mean, I can't thank you guys enough for being here. Episode 251. This episode was brought to you by Gaglion Bros. Famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Gaglionbros.com is the website. Located on Friars Road. Inside Petco Park for the NLCS. And uh, inside Snapdragon Stadium for the Wave later tonight. Uh, in their first ever postseason game. They're the sponsor. Great sponsor. Great guys over there. I recommend you checking out their food if you're not already. Great cheesesteak fries. Garlic fries. Cheese steaks. Uh, amazing food. I can't recommend it enough. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this night, this entire night, this entire series, this moment as much as I did. And the content's going to keep coming. I'm a, just a diehard Padre fan like all of you, or maybe some of you. Some of you might be casual fans, but I don't care what you are. If you're a Padre fan, you're along with me on this ride. I appreciate all of your guys. All of you guys' support, anyone that's run into me at Petco, people that ran into me uh, today, I appreciate it. I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, go Padres. We're going to the NLCS. I appreciate that super chat, TJ. I see that $5 here. I appreciate that. Go Pods. Enjoy your Sunday morning because it's 3.04 a.m. And, yeah, what a night. See you later, guys. All right. Peace.